year. You're listening to the Four Frequency Sake Network. For Frequency Sake is brought to you by Durham Remodeling, serving the Quad City area's remodeling and repair needs since 1973. Clint's Draft House, grab a bite and a pint on 7th Street, Moline. Low Pies, New York style pizzas served by the Slice or Pie, Davenport. Lifted Energy, energy drinks, coffee, donuts, and more. Hashtag get lifted. Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles, Sports Cards and Memorabilia. Vintage clothing, hats, pennants, and more. A cut above, offering quality custom woodwork designed specifically around our customers. I'm going to get that championship back by shaking hands, being best friends with the champion. No, I slapped him right in the stupid face. I slid out of the ring, and I let him know my intentions from that point. Uh, he calls me down to the, the ringside, and we're we're starting to chat. He's just saying how I'm doing, all that. I'm just, and then at the very end, he's like, "Hey, you got a match?" I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" He's like, "Yeah, you're gonna have a match." I was like, "That's not normal. Like, why? Why?" And he's like, yeah, I'm, "We're gonna, we're, you'll be fine. Just, you're gonna do good. You're gonna wrestle Alistair Black. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great." I was like, "All right, cool, yeah." And now. Your hosts of the Card Subject to Change podcast, for frequency sake, tag team champions of the world, the Wizard CZ and Never Wrong Nick Welcome to a late, late edition of the Card Subject to Change podcast. We are reviewing instant reacts to Vengeance Day, NXT's wonderful pay-per-view they put on tonight. We're going to get our our thoughts, dive into these matches, and pick apart a show. I thought that was really good off the top of the off the top of my head here. I thought it was a really good show for a standalone pay-per-view premium live event for Vengeance Day, NXT. Uh, I am your host, Never Wrong Nick Bull. This is the Card Subject Change podcast, the podcast by the fan, for the fan. We are built, we are powered by Low Pies Pizza, built by Durham Modeling, colored by Ryan Allison Tattoo. And I got to tag in my partner here, the Wizard CZ, <laughs> get his thoughts on this show before we jump into it. CZ, what are your thoughts on <laughs> Vengeance Day? Overall, I'd say it was a very solid show, but um, before I really go into it, can we just take a moment to pause and bask in that brand new open that we, we debuted yeah. last week? I got to give a huge shout out to uh, to the tribal chief DJ Jarvis who put it together, but more importantly to Nick Brinks, part of the Educated Ignorance podcast, who uh, who did the voiceover work for us. What a fantastic way to start the show! I, and love I just it. love that we're starting it off hot like that now. Starting it off hot like this crowd was tonight. Whoop that trick is what I keep hearing in my ear. Whoop that trick. I'm not going to try and freestyle like Wade Barrett, who did an awful job. <laughs> <of freestyling. laughs> I usually like hearing Booker T's uh, freestyle, but Wade Barrett freestyling does not do the trick. No pun intended. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> in fact, there was a moment where uh, let's we'll, we'll we'll get to that when we talk about the main event. I have it in my notes, but we'll we'll get there. You know, I don't like talking. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say what a main event it was. Uh, I thought this card was stacked. 
uh, perfectly when you put the six matches in front of me. I don't think I could have stacked them any better um, when you knew you had Trick Williams pulling double duty that the tag match had to go on first. Uh, the final of the Dusty Rhodes Classic between Trick Williams and Mellow Hayes taking on the Wolf Dogs of Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. You knew with Trick pulling double duty, CZ, that he was going to have to, obviously, that was going to have to be the first match for him being the main event as well. Let's uh, let's dive into that match a little bit. I, I got to tell you, this was my least favorite match on the card. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I I don't normally pick apart matches. I don't normally look for quote-unquote botches. Uh, and I'm not saying that these necessarily were. Uh, you brought it up off air. There was something wrong with the ropes, which I'm sure is why they took a super long break between this match and the next one. But there were just several moments in this match where I felt like moves didn't come off the way they should. Uh, Trick had one where the the commentators call it a, called it a neck breaker. It looked nothing like a neck breaker. Honestly, the only person who I thought didn't who who I thought came out of this match perfectly was Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, everybody like had a, a, he looked like a million bucks. He looked really he, good. And he really did. Props to him. I, thought, I know. I know he doesn't get. I know he doesn't get his fair share of acclaim on this show. But I'm telling you what. Ever since his stint in NXT has begun, he has only gotten better. And I hope it propels him onto the main roster when he gets his callback back up. I mean, I think his time in NXT has been one of the best. If when you're looking at, uh, if you consider this a call down, a person that's been on the main roster for so long, then they come back down to NXT. He has had the best stint I can think of in NXT from being on the main roster and coming down. Um, I hope there's nothing but good things for him going because he's really honed his craft. He's really... Uh, slim down and he really looks good in the ring he's good on the mic and the chemistry between him and braun breaker was good two guys that didn't get along but teamed up to kick everybody's ass as they did in this match i really like baron corbin's stint so far in nxt can i ask you uh when was the last time you saw baron corbin take a flying leap over the top rope it's been a while it's been a while I don't and remember. He did a great job with it. He, oh, I, my. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go back and watch this match just because to, to see what you were talking about with the spots. And I think there was something wrong with the ropes. I read something about it online in between matches that um, they commented on it, that Braun Breaker got his head caught in the ropes, and that could have really yeah. hurt him. I think they fixed it. Um, I know they're calling themselves the Wolf Dog CZ, but at first I thought it was Disciples of Apocalypse, those guys coming out on their back. <laughs> Pretty good touch. I oh. thought it was kind of cool. Uh, the first thing I thought of was like, there's no way they're going to give those bikes past that trophy. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, man. You you bring up the DOA. Well, that is a that If that's not a throwback, but you're right, coming out on the bikes, you know, Baron Corbin has been coming out on a motorcycle uh, often lately, if not every time he's come out. Uh, and then for Braun Breaker to come out beside him and Baron just, the look on Baron's face when uh, when Braun came out on the bike, because he had the hood, Corbin had the hood up, and then Breaker's music hits and he sees the bike coming out. Baron Corbin was was beside himself a little bit because he just couldn't believe that Braun was mimicking his, uh, his entrance. 
I know you talked about a couple of botches in this match, and they may have been unforeseen due to the ring ropes, but I, a couple things I wrote down. Breaker's two-for-one suplex really popped me. I thought that was an excellent touch. I also thought his swanton was amazing. A guy that big, uh, moving around like that, throwing guys around like that is impressive. And maybe this is the last time we see Braun Breaker in NXT CZ. Um, he's supposed to be showing up on Raw tomorrow night to have a contract talk with Adam Pierce. Uh, we know he was on SmackDown the other night talking with Nick Aldis, and he accepted Adam Pierce's invitation to come to Monday night to talk contracts. So maybe this is the last NXT stint we see from Braun Breaker. If we did, it was a heck of a match for him to go out in uh, with him and Braun or him and Baron Corbin, excuse me, winning the Dusty <laughs> Cup and defeating Mello and Trick. Um, the question I had going into this match for Trick was since he was pulling double duty, how much of this match? How much would this match take out of him? Um, and I don't think it took a lot out of him, to be honest. He did kind of stumble no. early with a jammed knee, but seemed to recover from that. And the ending of the match, he could have suffered some more damage uh, from Braun Breaker, but Mello took the took the hit, took the spear for the one, two, three, kind of uh, getting in the way, taking you know, sacrificing himself for his friend, knowing that his friend had another match later on in the night. Yeah, but uh, and we'll kind of touch on it later. But did uh, was that uh, not so much to save Trick? Was it more of a throw off move? Is my question based know. on what happened? Based on what happened, possibly. But at the for the time being, it looked like he saved him. Uh, was the sacrificial lamb, so to speak, saved him and took the, <laughs> took the fall for the one, two, three. Um, I really enjoyed the, I really enjoyed the tag match. Um outside of the outside of the uh the blemishes of the botches at the beginning with the ring ropes and whatnot. But well, to be Brian honest, Breaker damn near had his head taken off by the rope. Damn near had his head taken off, but as you know, he was successful and got the pin later for the Wolf Dogs, one, two, three, as they become the Dusty Cup champions. And Which to counter your point, that means that Braun Breaker is sticking around NXT at least for a little bit because he gets that tag title opportunity with Baron. You're right. It won't be, it won't be his send-off. You're right. It won't be his send-off. So he does get that tag title uh, chance against uh, the current champs right now, which is the family Tony D'Angelo and Stax Lorenzo. So um, you're right. We will see him. We will see him stick around NXT. I don't know if he's still in NXT by WrestleMania weekend or not. Uh, per se, I wonder if he'll be on the main card by then for WrestleMania. Be interesting to see. I guess we'll have to watch on Monday Night Raw. I've got a, I've got a feeling. What's the next, uh, the next big event that NXT has that they talked about? Is it? Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Stand in the say it WrestleMania weekend, but there's Roadblock. That's an a Roadblock. USA, that's a USA Network special. That's what I, my my guess is that the tag title match will be at Roadblock, and we'll see Braun Breaker officially on the main roster, uh, going into Mania weekend. And since there's the controversy that we won't talk about, and certain people's names being, or certain people being taken off of the WWE immediate card, if I were booking Braun Breaker at WrestleMania. I'd put him against. Uh, I'd put him against Gunther. Honestly, that's a hard hitting match. I'd love to see. Maybe the seeds are planted on Monday Night Raw. That'd be great to see the seeds get planted for it. Maybe he comes out during the uh, Gunther's 600 day 
uh, rain celebration. Well, guess we'll have to stay tuned and find out. I hope I hope <laughs> we get some matches announced uh, besides the one match that we have so far between Bailey and EO Sky for WrestleMania weekend. But enough about WrestleMania for now. Let's get back to Vengeance Day. I don't have any more <laughs> thoughts about the opener. Your Dusty Cup champions are Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. Our next match goes into the no DQ match between Dijak and Goat and Joe Gacy. I'm going to be honest with you. Of all the matches on the card, I had the lowest expectations for this one going in. <laughs> I wondered how these guys were going to make it special, and lo and behold, they made it special, and it turned out to be a very good match. So I know that Gacy has put off the kind of Bray Wyatt vibes for a while when Schism was around, but can I just throw this out there? With this current incarnation of Joe Gacy, I'm getting kind of Mick Foley vibes for his uh, you know what? devil may care attitude. I was talking with my buddy, Kyle, our buddy Kyle, uh, from Minneapolis during this match, and he said he was getting Mick Foley vibes. I was, I said I was getting Husky Harris vibes. Oh, he, had Husky, <laughs> he had the Husky Harris look. He's got the Husky Harris trunks, the look, uh, the body shape, the hair, the beard. He reminded me of Husky Harris. And then he goes, oh, he reminds me of Mick Foley, just like you just said. And then uh, a couple minutes later, he does the Wyatt callback. He goes, I think we both have the correct answer, both Bray Wyatt, Husky Harris, and Mick Foley. He is giving us those vibes right now, isn't he? He really is. And I think he's really come a long way as a performer. Um, I'm excited to see where where we go from here. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry that came up suddenly. I usually try and mute when I have to cough. Uh, but uh, this this match, you know, like you said, you had low expectations. I didn't have the highest expectations, but I wouldn't say they were super low uh, because Dijak or T-Bar, Di Dominic Dijakovic, whatever you want to call him, he has always been a heavy hitter and he's always brought it. And... I think this was a fun match with a lot of interesting, uh, interesting places, interesting spots in it. The uh, you got the well, you got the Legos on the table. And anytime yes. you got a Lego involved, I don't care what anybody says. You ever stepped on a Lego in the middle of the night? Uh, yeah, I have, and it's painful. And I couldn't imagine going through Legos on the table, but Dijak did go through the Legos on the table. Um, I guess you did kind of answer a question I already had written down. Do you like this version of Joe Gacy? I guess this is the best version of Joe Gacy we're going to get or we have gotten since the breakup of, of, of Schism. Um, I thought a funny touch that happened later in the match when Dijak was blindfolded with the duct tape around his eyes. I said he looked like Lady Justice with his blindfold. Oh, God. <laughs> All I could picture was Dijak holding a scale and a sword. <laughs> I I can't remember the last time. So I, I don't remember ever there being an instance where someone was – blindfolded with duct tape in the ring. I can remember a few incidents, instances with duct tape being used. The most infamous one in my mind is uh, Batista getting his legs duct taped to the turn uh, to the, the ring post by John Cena in the last man standing match. But yep. interesting, uh, interesting twist. And, you know, Dijak hitting the feast your eyes with the blindfold on and then not being able to find Gacy. That was amusing to me. This this match delivered all around. It did deliver. Uh, Dijak finishes with a modified GTS for the win and gets the win over Gacy. I don't think this is over with. I still think we're going to get crazy Joe Gacy going forward, and that's fine with me. Um, I would like to see Dijak return to the form that he had when he was 
at the top of NXT when um, Keith Lee was at the top and Karrion Cross. Remember that? It doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, that it does. Period of NXT when Dijak and Can... Keith Lee were going back and forth, battling for supremacy, and Karrion Cross was up there too. All Before three guys have obviously this, uh... all three guys have obviously gone their yes. gone their separate paths, but. Man, that's, that's all I could think about during this Dijak match. Was, <laughs> man, remember when he was on top of NXT. And I wish he, I, I think he should have had the title at some point in that Agreed. time frame. And, Agreed. And hopefully we'll see him in the title picture in the near future because he deserves to be there. He's a, he's a fantastic performer. I agree. Uh, before we really move off of this match, you know, we talked about the crowd being behind Trick in the opener, but... This crowd was really into it, and I got to give a shout out to the entire to the entire arena with the "You can't see him" <laughs> chance with the with the duct tape blindfold. Yes, yes, the Lady <laughs> Justice duct tape. You can't see him. That was very good. Um, Dijak obviously gets the win here over Joe Gacy in the no DQ match, and quickly after this match, we go out onto the concourse to the Chase U merch stand where they are selling. <laughs> The girls of Chase U calendar. It's a Jace Miracle. It's a JC Miracle. <laughs> Can I uh so I I don't know who watches the pre-show. I know most people probably don't, but I texted you. I had the pre-show up, and the uh you're in the limo with Stax and, and Tony D with the Don, and Stax says, I gotta I got a preview of the, the calendar and I had cardiac arrhythmia. <laughs> that just <laughs> that is, it's silly stuff like that that pops me. Uh, other than you know, like the fantastic matches, but that that I texted you right away, and I just I that just you did you did. Are they gonna? Are you gonna pick up your calendar? They're selling it on wweshop.com. Uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'll grab one or not, but uh, I know you've got one on the way already. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> From the so merch we... calendar stand, we go next to the six-person tag match. This is between Out the Mud and Jada Parker taking on the tag champs, the family with Adriana Rizzo. Uh, I'm going to say props here to Out the Mud. Um, they've really improved over the last month, month and a half. Uh, with the time they've been given on TV, uh, of course, they're managed by scripts. Um, these guys were really, really green as goose shit when they first <laughs> came on the scene. And I thought this match really, really upped their ante, upped their game a bit. And I wanted to give a shout out to Out the Mud on here. I thought they were really great in this match. Um, they looked really good. Um, they're younger and less experienced, but they hung in there with the family. I really thought they did a great job. I wrote down on here, there was almost a bot. Did you see the botch during this match? Tony D'Angelo dumps Lucian Prince on his head. Yeah, uh, I did like see that. Exploder suplex, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, that didn't look good. And I immediately looked at Lucian Prince to see if he was okay, and he, he, he sat right up and bounced right up. The ref was right over him, making sure he was okay. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I thought that Out the Mud really impressed me this match. I didn't anticipate them winning. I thought the family would win and, and keep the momentum going, and they did. Uh, but out the mud, props to them. They get my props for this match uh, for how well they performed, um, and they have improved so much over the last few weeks, and I can't wait to see where they go here in the future. 
Oh, I completely agree. That's really the the biggest note that I have is they came out looking like a like a million bucks. I'm I'm not a big fan of the of their whole shtick. I'm not a big fan. I I haven't been a big fan of theirs coming into this, but they they showed why they belong where they're at. They did a really good job. The the tag team continuity between uh, between them was amazing. Uh, you know, it, it just was, it was fun. Uh, I think Wade Barrett said it best. He said this was their coming out party. Yep. If I could change one thing about this match, I would have changed it from just the six person intergender match to a flat out tag match for the titles. Um, I wish I could have seen the straight up tag match between these two. I know they fought before on the NXT weekly program. I'm sure this isn't the last we're going to see of the family and out the mud, but next time I hope the titles are up for the grabs and it's your standard tag team match. I agree. I agree. I think uh, I think that is where this should head. This should head because it, it, you definitely haven't seen the last of these two uh, these two factions colliding. Let's go ahead and talk about the ladies' match before we go to break here, CZ. Uh, okay. The ladies' match featured your champion Lyra Valkyra versus Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Perez has really been the story here, redemption story for her. She had to forfeit the title due to injury a little over a year ago. The storyline coming in is how she's battled back, how what she's done to get here. She won a 20-women uh, battle royal to get to the spot, um, Her staking her claim, saying she never lost the belt. Um, she had to give it up. Lyra, Lyra Valkyra had won it from Becky Lynch, uh, which obviously is a big notch in the belt for her. Um, mm -hmm. Was really looking forward to this match, and midway through this match uh, a fairly decent match between the two of them midway through this match we get an awfully uh, big surprise go ahead and talk about that surprise cz yeah so lola vice the uh, breakout star the women's breakout star of 2023 cashes in her her contract for a title shot whenever she darn well pleased and that was tonight so this turned into uh this turned into a triple threat much like uh much like WrestleMania when Seth came, cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase against uh, Brock and Roman, uh, which kudos to uh, kudos to Lola Vice. I thought she had this match in her hand a couple of times. I did too. There were <clears throat> there were a couple of moments where I was like, no way she didn't she didn't win there. Uh, I'm trying to think of specific instances. There was one where she damn near stole it from. Uh, uh, from from Lyra, Lyra hit her her uh, finishing move, which I'm blanking on the name of right now. Nightwish, the Nightwish. Night yes, yep. Lyra hits the Nightwish on on Roxanne, goes for the pin. Lola Vice comes in, pushes her off, and and honestly, Valkyria barely made the save uh, to keep her title in that instance. That was that was big. I thought Lola had it at that point. Match really picks up when this goes to a triple threat after Lola Vice cashes in her her contract that she won for being the NXT Women's Breakout Star. Um, a lot of shenanigans towards the end. Paxley, who is currently serving as Lyra Valkyra's quote-unquote stalker on the weekly program, um, gets involved near the end, taking out Roxanne Perez and allowing uh, Lola Vice uh, to get hit with the Nightwish. For the one, two, three, Valkyra seems off-put that she won that way once she sees that Paxley got involved. So that's going to heighten their storyline come Tuesday on NXT regular programming. And I'm sure 
as we see later on, Roxanne Perez, this is the last we hear from her, as her and Lola Vice mix it up backstage later on in the show, which you see a couple segments away. But all in all, um, crowd popped when the contracts uh, uh, when the contract got cashed in, and I thought this match really went from it was going great, but went from zero to sixty when the triple threat uh, factor came into the match, the cash in. So I, I really like this match a lot. Um, Valkyra gets the one two three on Lola Vice, uh, stymieing her her contract uh, cash in. So I, I don't know what happens next. Uh, do they go back to the three-way re uh, rematch or um, is it now uh, is Roxanne Perez going after Lola Vice? Does Roxanne go after Paxley? I don't know. We'll have to tune in on Tuesday. I would, uh, I would imagine since we saw the backstage segment later on with uh, Roxanne and Lola going at each other's throats, that that's next in line for, for those two. But, at the same time, Roxanne has a has a legitimate grievance here as she was not pinned and was not a factor in the decision thanks to interference from Paxley. So you got to think she, if, if it were me looking ahead, I would think that ultimately we're going to see Valkyra and, uh, and Roxanne at stand and deliver because of said grievances, but I'll be, I'll be interested to see how they get there if that's where they're going. They do advertise Stand and Deliver CZ for WrestleMania Saturday. It'll be around lunchtime on WrestleMania Saturday before the big uh, night one of WrestleMania. So Stand and Deliver has been announced. They've also announced uh, a Memorial Day show. I believe that was Battleground. I believe uh, so, yes. I believe that was announced tonight. And, of course, a USA Network special roadblock between now and Stand and Deliver. So stay tuned for all those dates later on. We will definitely uh, have reviews of those when they come on the show. You're listening to the Card to Subject Change podcast, the wrestling podcast for the fan by the fan. We are powered by Lopez Pizza, built by Durham Remodeling, colored by Ryan Allison Tattoo. CZ and I are reviewing Vengeance Day, the NXT premium live event that took place Sunday evening. If you are listening as we record, we are going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we will break down the NXT uh, North American Championship match. And of course, the main event between... Ilya Dragunov and Trick Williams for the NXT Championship. Stay with us, won't you? For frequency's sake, has you covered on all things sports. From the squared circle to the hardwood and the gridiron to the speedway, we've got something for everyone. Walk down the aisle with the boys from Cards Subject to Change every Sunday as they take a deep dive into everything pro wrestling. Need your gambling fix? We've got you there. Enter Pit Row with Rod Villagomez and Fast Money as we win the checkered flag with NASCAR, Xfinity, and truck race winners and props. Football more your style? Explore the waters of NFL DFS with DFS Deep Dive with Brian Craighead and Jordan Kernan each week. More into the science portion of the game? We've got a double dose of action there. The Professor John Bush and Dennis Michelson take you into their science lab and dissect your week in the data lab. Want an analytical take? Nick Girl and the team at Gridiron AI come to you each week with The Lab. Need to know who to start last minute? The network's flagship show, for fantasy's sake, is here in a pinch. The fellows come to you live every football Sunday from 10 to 11.30 Central with the week's best DFS, gambling, and lineup advice. And wrap up your Sundays with Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks as they come to you live with educated ignorance looking at all the day's action. Can't get enough of Joe? He comes to you three times a week. Not enough football on Sunday? Not a problem. Kick your feet up at lunch on Monday and slip on into the football lounge with Mark and Dan while they look at the week that was in news, notes, and more. For frequency's sake, 
You know what we mean. Durham Remodeling has been serving the Quad Cities area since 1973. With over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 for all of your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715. My name's Ryan Allison. I've spent over a decade immersed in the art of tattooing. Sharply honing my skills has materialized into a diverse and prestigious body of work. Each tattoo reflects my relentless pursuit of excellence and every client I work with is a living embodiment of that unwavering commitment. I will gladly and wholeheartedly embrace your distinct vision. Are you looking for the largest slice in the Quad Cities? The right spot is Lopez Pizza. It's better than a hot dog and a handshake. They have two great locations, Uptown on Brady for your delivery and catering needs, and Downtown at 429 East 3rd Street in Davenport for the full experience. Low Pies is family-owned and family-friendly. Into wrestling like us, you can catch shows every day and twice on Sunday at their downtown location. Who knows, you may run into a local wrestler or a local podcaster or two while you're there. Stop by each month for a different featured slice by various artists. Low Pies Pizza a proud sponsor of the Card Subject to Change podcast on the For Frequency Sake podcast network. Hey, this is Buff Bagwell, and you're watching the Card Subject to Change podcast. Check it out. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Welcome uh, back. You are, <laughs> you are tuned into Card Subject to Change, and if you're, if you're joining us live here, appreciate you staying up a little bit later with us tonight as we review vengeance day 2024 the nxt premium live event card subject to change as a reminder is powered by lopez pizza built by durham remodeling and colored by ryan allison tattoos nick before we get into matches the the remaining matches i want to ask you did you see the the vignette if, if you can call it that about the three faces that everyone has at Tell first i thought at first I thought, why are they advertising the three faces of Foley? This has already been done. Yeah. Like, like, is it a video special? Is it a, re, you know, they, did they redo something better for the, the original documentary? And then I'm thinking, who has to debut here in NXT? Who could it be? And I don't know. It's intrigue. It's mysterious. There's three faces. Uh, first one was everybody else sees. The second one is what? You see the third one is what really is seen. Something like that. I, I can't go word for word with it, but it caught me off guard, and I'm intrigued. I'm interested to see who it is and who's debuting from it. So I'm all maybe, ears. Uh, maybe I'll put a spin on it here, and uh, please know that this is all in jest. But since uh, since Cody is uh, apparently not facing Roman at WrestleMania, maybe we will see the three faces of Cody. Stardust, Dashing, Nightmare. Just saying, just throwing that out there. <laughs> as much as I'd like that to be right, I think you're wrong, but I, I know you're just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> if 
if Stardust ever comes back, I think I may be done with the WWE. Okay, I'll remember that. If we ever see <laughs> Stardust on TV from here on out, you're done. So I'll remember that. Hey, I said maybe. I said maybe. But it'll depend on what incarnation we see, if that ever comes to fruition. But please don't let that happen. I'd like to think they have better heads on their shoulders at this point than to revert Cody back to uh, back to Stardust. Well, I'd is... like to think they have bigger, better heads on their shoulders, but they took the Royal Rumble away from him as of right now, and he's not in the main event at WrestleMania. So hopefully the outcry from the public, uh, hopefully the outcry from the public makes them change it. As uh, you know, Sergio uh, Candia says here, we want Cody. Yeah, so do we, yeah. Sergio. We do too. <laughs> we want him in the main event as well. Uh, let's hope they do that. And then uh, our buddy Joe, the show Winkle, checking in on here. He he doesn't know what we're talking about because he's recording currently. But you guys are awesome, and the show rocks. Joe, thank you. <laughs> and just a reminder, Joe, we are the tag team champions of for frequency's sake. That's right. He Nick knows. Bull, I, never he knows. wrong, Nick Bull, the Wizard CZ. We got. Uh, we got those titles on lock. <laughs> we got it. This month. <laughs> Boom. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Let's get back to Vengeance Day, the premium live event that took place Sunday night for NXT. Um, the North American Championship match has Dragon Lee in his rematch. For the belt that he lost to Oba Femi. Oba Femi was the men's breakout star that used his contract to cash in on Dragon Lee. Uh, Oba Femi is an impressive specimen. I, that's what's what I have written down here as I was taking my notes. My goodness, the guy's 6'6", 330, and he can move. Uh, they said that the fifth match of his was when he won the North American title. I think he's had one or two since, so this is pretty much his seventh match. Um, I know the guy is green, but he's got a long way to go. But I'm telling you, uh, keep your eyes on this guy. He's going to be something special uh, if they can develop him right because he's doing everything right so far at such a young and early stage. I feel like I have a running theme throughout this episode where people are just proving themselves and why they belong in the spots that they're in. Obafemi is on that list. I mean, you're <clears throat> like you said, he's green. But he completely mauled Dragon Lee off the start of the match and proved that that he can hold his own in the title picture. I mean, yeah, you're you're throwing somebody who's had five, seven matches under their belt into into one of their big championships, one of the, the big champ, the second biggest championship on NXT, but he was impressive. I I think uh, I think he showed that he really really deserves to be where he's at. Yeah, this guy. I'm telling you, if you're, I, I I try to tell people this about WWE programming. If you're if you're bored and sick and tired of Raw, if you don't like what you're seeing on SmackDown, flip over to Tuesday nights, man. There's some good stuff going on Tuesday night. You're seeing development of young stars, and this is one of them. Obafemi is just beginning to scratch the surface. I think this guy is going to be a huge star. I just think he is. He's got he's got the it factor. He's great in the ring right now for being as young as he is, and he's only going to get better. Um, Dragon Lee threw everything he could, including the kitchen sink, at Obafemi. Femi just 
shrugged it off like a bug hitting the windshield. Uh, Femi responds in uh, big fashion and wins with a release power bomb. Props to Dragon Lee for hanging in there with Obafemi, and props to Obafemi for making this match uh, believable with such a smaller opponent while he was manhandling him the whole match. Whole match. Props to Dragon Lee uh, for staying in there, a much uh, more experienced wrestler than Obafemi, and giving Obafemi a good rub here as he loses, but Obafemi retains the belt. Uh, Femi is. He's a specimen. If I, you get a chance to watch a match of his, please go out of your way to do so. This is uh, this is one of those matches that keys in on one of your favorite lines, Nick. Styles make fights. Yep. And this definitely proved it. Uh, my <clears throat> One of the notes that I had on this match, one thing that I do, being a former ring announcer, I, I listen as well as watch. I know you do too. I know a lot of people do. But every once in a while, you'll catch a gem on commentary that is, just just stands out and as much as i missed booker t being on the call on this pay-per-view wade barrett is amazing Way there's one point where uh where obafemi chokeslams dragon lee onto one of the commentators chairs and wade barrett says <clears throat> wade barrett says i need a new chair dragon lee needs a new spine <laughs> i need a new chair <laughs> I was happy to actually see Wade Barrett on commentary. Wade's been promoted to uh, SmackDown color commentary as he's joined Corey Graves now on Friday nights. But I think Barrett does a good job. Uh, Booker T must have had prior obligations, obviously. But Barrett's a good call-in. Him and Vic Joseph work well together. So I was glad that Barrett was on the call. Just don't freestyle Wade Barrett. You can't freestyle the Trick Williams' music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, and I I agree. I'm I'm not upset that Wade Barrett was on the call tonight. He's fantastic. Like you said, he's got a lot of chemistry with Vic. Uh, he's got a lot of chemistry with most of the people that he works with. Uh, I just for for the reasons that you mentioned, I love Booker T, especially when Trick Williams is coming out because you hear the crowd whoop that trick. What? Oh, yeah. Whoop that trick. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> which which as uh well as we go into the main event that's one of the things i have written down is uh wade barrett as tricks making his entrance comments after trick is in the ring that vic joseph talked through the entire entrance of trick and vic responds well that's because i don't want you to get sued by booker t <laughs> He's right. I caught that too. I thought that was pretty funny. But let me ask you this, CZ. What were your expectations going into this main event? Um, because I'll tell you what, mine, mine were exceeded, and I thought this match was phenomenal. I, I had, I'll say medium expectations. I knew there was one thing that I was waiting to happen, uh, and we'll get there. Uh, but... Again, going with the ongoing theme that I feel with this uh, this premium live event showed, Trick Williams proved he belongs. Yep. Yeah. I mean, no you longer see him. In, no longer in Mellow's shadow. He has no. stepped out from beyond that shadow, and now he is his own entity, his own person. That crowd was so hot for him. That crowd wanted him to win that match tonight. 
Uh, they were booing Ilya Dragunov because they were so much behind Trick and, and cheering whoop that Trick from the, the beginning of the show until the end. They were behind Trick Williams. Trick Williams belongs. You're absolutely right. Trick belongs, and he shows up in this match. Uh, Trick Trick Williams with Mellow Hayes versus Dragunov. Whoop that trick. You hear it all night. Dragunov appears to have broken his nose early on in this match. Uh, crowd uh, decidedly in Trick's corner. Trick also bleeding from the mouth. So there was a lot of blood going on early on in this match. They did a pretty good job of controlling it. The ref had the gloves on. Uh, there was blood in this match. Um, one good spot early on in the match is the Death Valley driver. Trick Williams up on Ilya Dragunov's shoulders on the apron, okay? What happens? Boom, Death Valley driver onto the hardest spot of the ring, onto the ring apron. Back and forth between the two. Uh, the part that really got me that made me pop, and we'll talk about this as CZ when he gets back on, is the back and forth, but Trick hits a Uranagi on Dragunov that goes onto the floor. Um, back and forth action. I This may be in the running for match of the year for me. I know. We're only in February, folks. It's February 4th as we record this, uh, the night of Vengeance Day. But this is definitely in my top three matches so far this year. It's up there with Danielson Okada from uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year. It is definitely one that delivers. Um, go out of your way to find Trick Williams versus Ilya Dragunov. Trick Williams pulled double duty tonight. Trick Williams kicked off the show with Mello Hayes in the Dusty Cup Finals and worried that he would probably worried that he would probably get a lot taking out of him. He wasn't as Mello saved him by taking a huge spear from Braun Breaker that probably enabled him to go on and continue in the main event match. Um Recapping here, the NXT World Championship. Trick Williams, uh, the decided crowd favorite tonight as the crowd was solely behind him. Dragunov, once again, proves why he is the NXT champion. I, among many others, would like to see Dragunov Gunther at WrestleMania. Um, part of me wanted Gunther, part of me wanted Dragunov to drop this belt tonight. Um, I'm back! Hey, you're back. Part of me wanted Dragunov to drop this belt tonight so that we could see a Gunther Dragunov match in the future, but it just wasn't supposed to be wasn't to be in the cards. I talked about a big spot while you were gone. I talked about that Death Valley driver on the hardest part of the uh the hardest, the part, hardest of the part of the ring. Talked about how both guys had uh blood in the match. Um it looked like Dragunov broke his nose early in the match. Yep. Trick Williams is bleeding from his mouth. Uh, a spot that really popped me was the back and forth, but Trick hit the Uranagi uh, on... No, Uranagi. Excuse me? No, Uranagi. 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 Um, <laughs> I've been waiting for a setup for that. Uh... Of course, we get the ref getting knocked out, the ref knocked out spot in this, and it, it was merited. Uh, Mellow inadvertently hit Trick's leg during this match inadvertently was in the way when the ref got knocked out 
We end this match. Uh, I told these guys while you were gone that this may be, I know it's only February 4th, 2024, but this is in my top three favorite matches of the year so far. It's up there with Danielson Okada for me. I just really enjoyed this match that much. Uh, match ends with a torpedo Moscow. One, two, three. We have a champ. Or, uh, Ilya retains. And the crowd is stunned because of the crowd, I think, believe they were going to be witnessing the coronation of Trick Williams tonight. Before uh, before we go to with what happened after the match, I want to tell you there was one spot that I just that just popped me so big. Dragonoff is hitting a series of German suplex, German yes. suplex, and suplex. in the middle of in the middle of one of these, he says, "You promised me everything." Yeah, and he just repeats that. I know. I what? <laughs> <laughs> You it promised just went so me off everything. the cuff and random. It was so random. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was random. Right, the the crowd just kind of was in stunned silence because you're right. They were expecting to see Trick take the title. I think you and I were both expecting to see Trick walk away with the title. And. Part. Part of me, yes. Part of me, yes. I'm like, okay, he's finally going to get it. But then part of me's like, Trick and Mallow don't need the belt. They don't need no, the belt. They, they very much and, don't. And we figure that out here by the end of the night. I love when WWE puts up their we're wrapping the show up graphic, the little yeah. legal logo in the corner. And then there's five minutes of stuff afterwards because you see that logo. You're like, okay, we're done. Time to turn it off. No, 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 no. I've been waiting for this turn for months. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everybody has been anticipation of it. I thought the buildup to it was very well done. And you gotta, you gotta look back at earlier in the night and wonder was Mello throwing a swerve when he pushed Trick out of the way to take the spear to throw Trick off of, oh, I'm going to screw you tonight. Yeah, he destroyed him. Uh, plain and simple. If Trick Williams wasn't down in the dumps for losing this match and and the crowd, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, had all the energy sucked out of him, Trick did a number on both, or excuse me, Mello did a number on both of Trick's knees, uh, bending a couple chairs and damaging the chairs uh, going nuts on Trick after Trick turns his back to watch Dragunov walk up the aisle. That's when Mello gets the look on his face. They got the WrestleMania logo over their shoulder. It's time to go to. It's time to go to. It's time to take action here. So we finally see. We finally find out who uh, Trick's attacker was, which we kind of thought this all along, but now it comes to fruition. And now we probably have our main event for Stand and Deliver. Don't need the title on the line. Uh, the hatred between these two now is now sown with Trick finally getting uh, attacked by Mello in the open for everybody to see. And now we're going to have ourselves a heck of a match between Mello and Trick. Absolutely. it's going. That's going to be off the wall. I'm looking forward to it. And the heat raining down on Mello. Oh, that arena was pissed. P.O.'d. Yes, they were. I'm sorry. Yes, f you, f you, mellow, mellow sucks. Yep. Just raining down 
Oh, it was fantastic. It was. It was excellent, and it was well done. And it just goes to show that you don't need the title switch to happen there. I don't know how they're going to get the belt off Ilya because I think Ilya is well overdue. I, I said this while you were gone, was is well overdue for a main roster call-up. I don't know who stands in line next for Ilya. Maybe it's Baron Corbin. Maybe Baron Corbin gets the title off of Ilya. I don't know. But sign me up for Mello and Trick Davis all day long. Trick Dave, or excuse me, Trick Williams. Williams. Trick Williams belongs. Um, and I can't wait to see where this goes between these two guys. Nick, uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Can we talk about the elephant in the room about titles not needing to be in the picture for certain matches? We touched on it earlier, but uh, I don't think we can get away with with ending this episode without talking about the big uh, the big thing on SmackDown this week. I really don't. Talking about Roman and Rock and Cody, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I will get into this more later. Um, I guess since it's happened, you know, it's been a couple days since it's happened, and I just I've, I've thought to myself, well, the Royal Rumble is they've taken the Royal Rumble what it's worth out of it. They've yeah. taken the Elimination Chamber what it's for. They've taken it away. Now we have this. Um, I know a lot of people are speaking out against the decision to take Cody out of the main event at WrestleMania. I'm included. I think he should be there. He won the Rumble. Uh, yeah. I think the fans want to see him finish his story as opposed to seeing uh, Dwayne step in and have one match with Roman for the title. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It makes the roster look weak. Um, it minimizes what they've done over the past year. And now that The Rock is in a leadership role on the TKO board, I just think it just reeks of con conflict of interest. Now, yeah. I do understand why they're doing it. They're doing it to get the PR off Vince and that whole mud show that's going on. Uh, they want to get the PR off that and get it focused more on the entertainment and the in-ring stuff. But that aside, they can still do it and still have Cody in the main event. I hope I hope they listen to the people, give the people, got to give the people what they want. You got to give the people what they want. <laughs> and hopefully... Cody is back in that main event picture at Mania somehow, some way. I I hope you're right. I know that there have been a lot of memes posted. It feels very much like uh, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 9. Oh, yeah. And a certain someone saying, that's not going to work for me, brother. 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 <laughs> I hope I'm I hope sure we'll, get it sorted uh, out. We're, we're 62 days away from WrestleMania. I hope they get it sorted out. We do have one Mania match official uh, on SmackDown this past week. Bailey made her choice, and she is going after EO Sky uh, for the World Championship, which pretty much means the end of damage control. So Bailey and EO Sky is on for WrestleMania. Well, it means the end of Bailey's time in damage control. I'm sure the correct, group is going correct. to stay together. Yeah, I mean she started yeah. it. She started it pretty much, but. Very, uh, I said this to you earlier in the week, uh, Bailey's decision to go after EO, the whole damage control situation feels very much like edge in the judgment day, except we're going to get an end to that. Whereas edge never got to finish his, no. uh, rivalry with the judgment day. You're right. Right. Uh, but Hey, 
I think we've said all we can say for now. I'm sure we'll have a lot more WrestleMania talk over the coming weeks. But we're going to wrap for tonight. And next weekend, we've got a double shot weekend for you. Uh, in honor of the big game. The big game. There's a big I, game next week, isn't there? Yeah, some something. I don't know. I, I'm I'm focused on wrestling. I don't know anything about that foosball I know, or anything right? else like that. I know, right? <laughs> some some kind of some kind of big happening next week in honor of that. Uh, on Saturday before the big game, we will have our 103rd episode. We will be talking about halftime heat. Uh, if you want to go back and revisit, uh, it is a Sunday night heat from. Is it January 31st, 1999? January 31st, 1999. And if you're looking on Peacock, it is season two of Sunday Night Heat, episode five. And if you want some extra homework, go back and watch the rumble from that year because the buildup there, you may not be able to stomach it in today's environment, but uh, that is the infamous uh, beatdown of Mick Foley with a bunch of chair shots. About a dozen chair shots now. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that is only one half of our double shot weekend. Next Sunday, we will be coming to you at an earlier time. We'll be on uh, broadcasting live at 3 p.m. to give you time to, for you fans of that uh, that other sport thing that that sports ball game that's coming on. Uh, we'll be talking with Chuck Brewster of SCW Pro. Uh, he'll be coming on talking all things wrestling. Uh, we got a we got an action packed weekend next weekend with uh, with wrestling with foosball with all of that stuff and we got an action packed February. I got to tell you we got uh, we got some big months coming ahead. I'm not going to announce anything right now. Big big, big months, months coming up. Big news coming up from the card subject change crew. Of course, that double shot weekend next weekend with the big game show on Saturday. That is a part of our for frequency sake. Uh, brethren, as they are, they're all about the foosball. We give our little twist on foosball and wrestling. And then next week, like uh, CZ said, we'll have Chuck Brewster in the house. Can't wait to hear what Chuck Brewster has to say about wrestling, what got him into wrestling, what he loves about wrestling, all those types of things. We will find out for sure. But I think that's in the it. Meantime, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of folks. We got a lot of stuff coming up here in the spring. Uh, some big interviews coming your way. Uh, still in the talks for some of them, so we don't want to let them out of the bag yet. But some big interviews coming, and I think you're going to enjoy them. I know because we're going to enjoy them. Uh, we're, excited, we're excited to bring them to you. We are the Card Subject to Change <laughs> podcast. We are the wrestling podcast for the fan, by the fan. We are powered by Low Pies Pizza. We are built by Durham Remodeling. We are colored by Ryan Allison Tattoo. And we want to thank you so much for sticking around with us late tonight as we reviewed Vengeance Day whoop that trick what uh, unfortunately what uh-huh <laughs> okay as trick williams comes up short in the main event against Ilya dragunov and mellow hayes finally turns on trick williams setting up that feud for my tag team partner co-champ the wizard cz i am never wrong nick bull we want to thank you once again for sticking around and being a part of the card subject to change podcast we'll see you next time later folks